0: Hi everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Expert Answers from Inside Scientific. Inside Scientific is the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today we are joined by Nathan Taikaki and Jerry Herrera. Nathan is a Research Assistant Professor in the Department of Pharmacology in Robert Larner, MD, College of Medicine at the University of Vermont. Jerry is President and Principal Scientist of Catamount Research and Development and Vice President at Med Associates. They're here to speak with us about a new technology for non-invasive measurement of mouse urinary voiding frequency and volume. Let's jump in. First question, Nathan, what uses do you see for this system beyond voiding behavior in genetically modified animals? For instance, and Peter Yun has maybe alluded to this asking about being interested in looking at the conductivity of urine but you know can the urine be analyzed for biochemical biochemical analysis no those are
1: two great questions so i'll, I'll feel the second one first unfortunately no so as you can see from the graphs the rapid decline in volume is is the in and mass rather is is evaporation you know in a 48 hour time period you know there's no great way to collect the urine in a way that would be useful for analysis afterwards um, at least that I can think of without disturbing the system. I mean, Jerry, you you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I can. It is something that we're we're we are we do have kind of on the radar to work towards because we do think it, we have uh, to be able to do uh, further analysis on the urine itself would be a benefit for. Uh, you could do drug pharmacokinetics or just other biochemical analyses on the urine. So it's something we want to see if we can work out. But really, our main objective here was to have a, a way of accurately tracking the void volume. So the the collection device, if you will, is is a large, wide pan that really collects all the urine that's voided out, even when the animals are at the corner of the cage, as you saw in the filter spots, where they tend to void right around the the edges of the cage. A lot of that urine ends up spraying out past the sides of the cage, Well, our pan is going to collect all of that, even the sprays from the edge of the cage. So again, we kind of have to make a trade-off there with uh, losing uh, over time due to evaporation. But it's something we will continue to keep on on the radar of working out a a collecting system that will still allow for further analysis of the urine.
1: Perfect. And then into the second question about other uses, I've been so happy with this system that we've, we've been seriously debating and probably will put every single animal that we're going to use for any sort of bladder experimentation in the urovoid for a day or two prior to using it, just uh, to know what their baseline voiding behavior is. You know, you think about it, we just assume that they all micturate in the same way, and they probably don't. And to be able to then find out for every animal, for every sort of experiment that we've done, to understand what their baseline voiding behavior was, could be really useful. So yeah, that's why that's why I'm looking for a lot more of these things because uh, this really would be a good tool. No well, that's great feedback guys uh
0: any additional thoughts, Jerry, on future system use uh or or uh you know going beyond just avoiding behavior and just to yeah,
2: I think we're real interested to hear what our uh, the audience has to say too and if any, if you put any comments in on the poll question about what other measures you're looking for we're we're definitely looking at doing things like adding a uh, weighing system to the food hopper and the water bottle so that you can track food and water intake over time in an automated fashion. Any other measures that people are looking for, we're interested to get feedback on so that we can continue to develop the system into a useful research tool. Perfect.
0: Very good. Okay, another question, uh, Jerry, this one's for you. What is the smallest volume of urine that can be detected from a mouse?
2: Uh, yeah, that's a good question. The So the scale that we use it has readability down to one milligram. So the scale itself can resolve milligram masses, and it's really a, the the ambient conditions of the lab will come into play. So if you're in a stable environment that has very few mechanical vibrations and and the signal on the scale remains very flat with nothing happening, uh, you can resolve very low urine volumes. Our analysis software allows the user to set a threshold, and so. For mice, I find that a threshold of like 15 milligrams uh, is a good threshold to discriminate voids from ambient noise. So, it, 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 but that is a parameter that the user has control over. You can adjust the minimum void volume based on your 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 situation. I think a general rule of thumb that I found useful is 15 milligrams. Okay, that's perfect. Also, kind of looking at
0: uh, system capabilities, can you clarify, can more than one animal be put in the cage at one time and then also touch on how one might configure this type of system for high throughput data collection?
2: Yeah, so as far as the more than one animal per cage, you really wouldn't want to do that. You want to limit it to one animal per cage, that way you know that the voided urine is coming from that animal uh, because you wouldn't be able to determine if the voids are coming from which animal if you had more than one in there but for throughput purposes as we mentioned earlier the recording computer can 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 communicate with up to 12 systems simultaneously and the current configuration has the Eurovoid system on a benchtop kind of a platform and but we are we are working on a scalable system that will allow you to connect these in a modular fashion so that you could have them in a rack type of a configuration with even like casters on the bottom that will allow you to move it around the lab. You could cart it into the room for an experiment. And when you're done with that cohort of animals, cart it into a storage room, cart it back out when it's being used. So those are some of the scaling up uh, things that we're working on to make it even more uh, suitable for high throughput. Okay,
0: that's great feedback. Thank you very much, Jerry. Georgie Petkoff has asked if the system could be used in larger guinea pigs. And we've also had some interest through the registration form questions coming in about using this system, not in a mouse, but in rats. Uh, We have prepared some additional slide content to share, so I'm going to advance to that now. And Jerry, maybe could you take the lead on talking a little bit about how a rat setup compares to the mouse your avoid, and then just maybe touch on Georgie's uh, quest about, you know, maybe having it suitable for use with larger guinea pigs.
2: Yeah, sure, be happy to. Thanks for the question, Georgi. That's a really good question. For larger rodents, rats and guinea pigs, for example, we would then switch over from the type of cage that we showed you with mice to a traditional metabolic cage. We've settled on using the technoplast metabolic cages. They do a really good job of separating feces and urine. And we have these type of metabolic cage systems for rats a less than 300 grams body weight and then rats that are 300 grams and, and above. And the same type of cage could be used for a guinea pig to do avoiding behavior in guinea pigs and guinea pigs that's a really good model for bladder physiology because long been used for cellular uh, muscle physiology studies so there's a lot of uh, a lot of information known on, on on cellular phenomenon in the bladder in guinea pigs so the, the this type of a metabolic system would work really well in that scenario in this situation the urine is actually collected in a flask that sort of looks like an Erlenmeyer flask it's got a narrow neck and a wide base and the neck actually flares out into a funnel which maximizes the urine collection. And, and in this case, you get very little urine evaporation because the, the flask itself minimizes evaporative loss. And if you could advance to the next slide, Andy, this is a, uh, a recording of a mixture of gram from a rat in a urovoid system. And you can see the very stable recording pattern, very stable voiding pattern that is seen. You know, virtually no evaporative loss. This is over a 24-hour period. This is a normal Wistar female rat. And you can see very nice circadian patterns as well. The animal was put in at the start of the light cycle, and then the dark cycle started at 12 hours. So you can see low, relatively low voiding frequency during the, the light hours when the animal is fairly inactive, and then in the dark when the animal wakes up and starts being active, more frequent, smaller volume voids. Very clear, uh, clearly apparent in the rat. This system does work well with rats and, 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 and for guinea pigs as well, if larger rodents.